Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ashley Kucher, and I'm the host of this week's episode. And this week, I want to talk about healthy relationships, because self-care is not only the relationship you have with yourself and what you do for yourself, but those uh, relationships that you have around you. How are those feeding you, right? How are you feeding into those? How's it serving you? Also, I want to talk about healthy relationships because the holidays are approaching people. I know it's only mid-October at the time of this recording, but they are among us. We're about six weeks out from the first holiday stretch over the next couple of months. So we want to get prepared. We want to go into these holidays um, where you're likely to spend a great deal of time with many of the relationships um, that you have, right? Like in person, in real time, not just texting or not just on social media, but we're about to be together y'all. So let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's go in prepared and as healthy as possible so that everybody can enjoy not only the holiday season, but one another, I hope. So healthy relationships, let's get into it. I'm going to talk about the components of healthy relationships today. There's only five, so hang with me. There's, there's a lot more, but these are the larger, um, these are the larger nets that we cast into the categories of healthy relationships. And as we go through them today, I want you to keep two things in mind. Um, maybe even jot them down if you're able to, if you're not like driving a car or multitasking and you're able to take some notes. Otherwise, just keep kind of a mental note or keep this in your head um, or forefront as we work through the list. So I want you to think of expectations. What are your expectations of healthy relationships? What do they look like to you? How does the person, you know, think, feel, act, behave? Um, you know, what are the expectations you have of healthy relationships? Secondly, I want you to think of the contributions you make to the healthy relationship. What are you doing, thinking, feeling, behaving, contributing to these healthy relationships? Okay. So make two charts, expectations of and contributions to. And then I also just want to say, um, healthy relationships can be romantic or not. This can be any relationship you have in life. It can be family, friends, colleagues, acquaintances, new relationships, old relationships. It can be any kind of relationship, romantic or not, okay? So don't just apply these <laughs> components and hopefully some of the things we talk about today to your love life because certainly there are relationships all around you, so we can't just... Um, focus on one, it would serve us better to focus on the many, right? Okay, so let's get into it. The first component of healthy relationships are 
honesty, and trust. How many of you were thinking that anyway? I hope so. (laughs) So trust. This looks like accepting each other's word, trusting it, right? Like I don't have to second guess you. You certainly don't have to second guess me. We're good. Looks like giving the benefit of the doubt and knowing each other's heart. So let's say I'm having a bad day and I snap at you or you're having a bad day and you're ignoring me or giving me the cold shoulder. Um, you know, and by all means, if there's a real issue or it really affects you, please talk about it because communication is also key in a healthy relationship. But if it's just an off day and I know your heart, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. And certainly if you know my heart, if we're in a healthy relationship and you know my heart, you can maybe give me the benefit of the doubt or give me some grace on the days I'm not my, I'm not presenting as my best self, as my best partner, right? And then honesty looks like communicating openly, truthfully, and respectfully. Cause it is one thing to deliver some open, communication and some hard truth, but the way that you do it matters possibly most, right? So if you can communicate openly, truthfully, and respectfully, that creates a real foundation of honesty uh, and trust and open communication in a healthy relationship, which is what we need uh, to maintain, right? Or to for it to feel um, beneficial and safe. So trust and honesty, that's our first first component. Secondly, accountability. And this looks like admitting mistakes or when you're wrong or when the other person is wrong, they can admit it too. Accepting responsibility for behaviors, attitudes, and values. So this is kind of a reactive uh, part that you play in, in an accountability piece of a healthy relationship. So maybe you did something that wasn't cool or they did something that wasn't cool or acceptable. Maybe there were some attitudes or values or some judgment that was cast. Like, you got to own that, right? You got to accept responsibility for what has been done or said or implied. Um, You're able to take responsibility or the person in this other person in this relationship is able to take accountability and responsibility. And then lastly, you have a sense of responsibility proactively, not just when you're wrong or when you mess up or when the other person messes up, but proactively. You have a responsibility to be accountable to this person, to be honest, to be trustworthy, to be upfront, um, just generally be a good partner, right? (laughs) You're proactive in your approach to the accountability in your healthy relationship. So again, just a reminder, I hope you're jotting down the expectations you have of um, the first two, which are honesty and trust, and then also accountability. So write down your expectations of these two components that you expect others to have, that you're in a relationship with, others to have that you're in a relationship with. But then also, I hope you're jotting down um, or just taking a mental note of the account. I'm sorry, not the accountability, the contribution you're willing to make towards the accountability, as well as trust and honesty of your healthy relationships. So two-way street, right? Expectations and contributions. It's not all give and it's not all take. It's both. It's give and take. Okay, the third component is safety. And this looks like you and the other person in the relationship not intimidating or manipulating one another, respecting physical space, and expressing self nonviolently or in an intimidating way, right? So everybody should feel safe 
to express concerns, to express happiness, to behave in ways that you both have deemed appropriate, right? Like whatever that looks like for you, but there needs to be a real sense of safety in a couple different areas, right? So make note of like when you feel safest, maybe that's the easier way to do this um, instead of expectations and contributions for this one. Talk about how you, or jot down how you feel safe, right? Or how do people feel safe around you? You know, if you're like the go-to person people come to for advice, or if people just are having a bad day and want to bounce things off of you or just vent without judgment or even suggestion, right? Because sometimes we just need to vent. (laughs) And if you're that person for people, that means you're a safe person. So jot that down. And then also how you feel safe. Like who are the people you feel safe around? What attributes do they have? You want to look for that in other relationships too. Okay. Next is support. Support is a huge one in healthy relationships, right? This looks like supporting each other's choices, being understanding, offering encouragement, listening without judgment, right? I am always working on, as a social worker, always working on listening to listen and understand, not to respond. And then lastly, value the other's opinions. So again, on your list, what are your expectations of support? Are they emotional? Are they physical? Are they mental? What are the supports that make you feel the healthiest or the safest or the most, uh, like you're in the most trusting relationship, right? So what do the supports look like? And then what kind of supports do you offer? I know there's those five love languages, those tests that you can take and it, and it um, kind of pegs down how you receive love best and how you give love best. And it's kind of the same for the support. So how do you offer support? Is it verbal? Is it emotional? Is it mental? Is it monetary? Is it, you know, what does it look like? What do you bring to the table for a healthy relationship in the area of support? What do you offer? And then, of course, also, what do you expect? How do you receive support? How do you feel supported the best? Jot those down. And then last, but certainly not least, perhaps um, next to trust and honesty, the most important, (laughs) Um, well, they're all important, I don't mean to say that, but is cooperation. And cooperation in a healthy relationship looks like asking and not expecting. Again, admittedly, something I'm always working on. In my head, I might have high expectations or even just everyday expectations, but if I don't communicate them, nobody's going to know. How are they ever supposed to meet the expectations, right? Um, I heard a expression once that expectations are just um, like resentments waiting to happen. Their expectations are unspoken resentments. And I think that's true. That has been true in my experience. I can't expect you to do something if I don't communicate it to you. And then I certainly shouldn't resent you for not knowing what I expected you to do, right? Like, <laughs> I think this is common in uh, romantic relationships and I think if we can get beyond this and move to asking instead of expecting, I think it will serve us in all kinds of ways in all kinds of relationships. So asking and not expecting is huge. Accepting change. I know change is hard. It's easier said than done, but it's inevitable. So the quicker we can become um, more familiar with our expectations about change and our contributions towards the inevitable change, I think it. you know, protects us from the kind of the jarring uh, initial shock of change sometimes Um, if we can go in with a plan. Like, okay, if something has to change or when something changes, this is how 
I um, can contribute to that change or or the the comfort level of that change. And here's how um, I hope that you can also contribute or the expectation I have um, for your change, for the change that we're going to experience together inevitably. Um, a cooperation also looks like making decisions together, willing to comprom- a willingness to compromise, and understanding it's you two versus the problem, not you two versus each other. So I think in any relationship, this is so helpful. If because problems are inevitable, right? Things are going to come up, feelings are going to get hurt. You know, expect expectations are going to go unmet, right? We just talked about that. <laughs> But if you can, you and your partner that you're in the healthy relationship with can understand that it's you two versus the problem that you're having, whatever that may look like, big or small, the better off you'll be because the two of you against something, probably unstoppable, right? And if you're both fighting for the same thing, which is a healthy relationship, or it is to make this problem go away, if you two attack it together, it's probably, uh, you know going away sooner rather than later, especially sooner than if it's you and the other person against each other while you're having a problem. That's not going to work, right? So give it a try. Um, It's worked well for me. I have found that that is a much, it's even feels safer to like make the the problem the target of the issue or the tough conversations or whatever needs to happen. Because certainly um, it's easier to go against the problem than my partner or my, you know, whoever I'm in the relationship with. It's easier for us to pair up and take on the problem together, right? Because likely we both want it to go away. So those are healthy relationships. I'd love for you to let me know uh, what I missed, what you think, how this works for you. And we're going to continue to talk about this as the holiday season approaches. But I wanted to get a good foundation today of what healthy relationships look like, what they're made of, uh, your expectations of them and your contributions to them. So stay tuned into the channel for the other great podcast episodes we have coming up. And also as we talk about this uh, healthy relationships more as we approach um, the holiday season when we really need those healthy relationships uh, to rally around us as we spend more time together, hopefully. So thank you for joining me this week. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care. <laughs>